Olivia, and we're here to take you back to your twilight phase. This is episode two. We are going to talk about Twilight, hate on Twilight. Maybe a little. And definitely love on Twilight. For sure. This episode, we read chapters two through five for those reading along. Uh, For those not reading along, we're going to recap what happens. We start with Bella continuing to hate the rain and everybody. Uh, She emails her mom. She takes on all house chores for unspecified reasons. Um, And she's very upset that Edward has not been coming to school for several days. She's very distressed about it. And then finally, Edward introduces himself in biology and they fight over who can identify mitosis faster. Romance. each other. <laughs> Bella receives no less than three invitations to the school dance, which is supposedly a girl's choice dance. Can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> the most unbelievable part of the whole book. <laughs> That's mean. What? <laughs> um, and then, okay, but then we get to, like, the good stuff starts happening. She shows up at school <laughs> in the morning. School is your job as a child. <laughs> Stay in school. She shows up at school in the morning, and it's very icy. She's standing by her truck. She almost gets killed by a van. Edward runs. Tyler's van. Edward, (laughs) impossibly fast, shows up right next to her and saves her from dying from the van hitting her. Um, And he makes her promise not to tell anybody that he was, like, impossibly fast and put dents in the van. Um, And just generally calls himself a bad boy like a lot um and says how dangerous he is but also that he's gonna talk to her anyways uh then second fantastic episode is uh blood typing in biology i truly do not understand why this was so captivating but my favorite scene they're all blood typing in biology edward skips class very mysteriously and then bella faints because she can smell blood (laughs) And doesn't like it. Ooh. We all faint when we smell things that we don't like. <laughs> and also, there's no reason for us to be used to the smell of blood. Anyways, then we're all women. We're all menstruating people. <laughs> oh, I see what uh, I see what you're saying. Oh uh, yes. Okay. That I always, understand. That hit me immediately. It was like <laughs> did not. What no woman like, like faints at the smell of blood? Does she faint? Every Every time? time. (laughs) I don't know. Give us answers. And then, um, that's pretty much it. And they kind of, like, agree to actually talk to each other. Is that how the chapter ends? Um, they end with him saying that he's going to be gone for the weekend, and that is also very distressing. I'm so distressed. Yeah. Okay, let's just jump right into our discussion. I definitely remarked here how much boring stuff happens. Oh my god. Nothing actually happened. For a thrilling book, rereading, like, how did this hold my attention to get to the good parts? And yet it did. I know. Because you knew that he was a vampire ahead of time and that right. we were going to end up together. Something was like, mysterious. How is this going to happen? So I listened to her talk about grocery shopping and doing homework and emailing her mom. Which, like, rereading that stuff does feel really boring. 
But then when you reread for the purposes of a podcast and <laughs> dig into stuff that I just accepted the first time around. Like right. how she's like, oh, I found out that Charlie had no food in the house. I wrote, this is neglect. And then I wrote, okay. he got her a car, but no food? I think more importantly, he's been, how long has, has Bella been away? Like I, for a long time, years, right? Like a, a long time. Like he's been living He's been feeding himself. Probably just eats out a lot. Maybe. But, like, there's no food in the house. Maybe it's just, like, you know, a bag of stale chips and some cans of soup. And she's, like... She's so used to marinating her own steak. Yeah. I mean, I also open the fridge that is completely full and say, there's nothing good. Very true. (laughs) That's fair enough. Nothing good. (laughs) Which would make kind of sense, because after she does the grocery shopping, she says, I unloaded all the groceries, stuffing them in wherever I could find an open space, and I wrote, it's all open space. (laughs) (laughs) There's no food. But if she was just complaining, it's okay. (laughs) Um, I made a note about how much Bella dog zones Mike. Yes. (laughs) She literally makes the uh, connection to him being a retriever. So many times. Multiple times. Calls him a dog right. all the time. Mike, who was taking on the qualities of a golden retriever, walked faithfully by my side to class. And then I heard you from the girls' locker room, pleased to find that I had successfully evaded my retriever friend for yes. a moment. Next page. I, li- I, I mean, I underlined all the times that she compared him to a dog. Imagine if Bella had gone to Forks High School and everyone had been mean to her, how much she would have complained, and now everyone's being nice to her, and she's like, <laughs> I hate it. Still complaining. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No. So what you're saying is she could be more insufferable in <laughs> I guess maybe. Okay, so like let's try to figure out why we didn't hate this. Maybe it's like you just like wish that you could have the privilege of being so popular it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely wish for that. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, these people want to be my friends and I don't even like them. <laughs> I think that maybe the reason why it, like, wasn't insufferable when I was a teenager is just because I was, like, so in it. Like, yeah, Mike, like, give her some space. (laughs) She's going through something. There's a mysterious boy in her class. (laughs) Well, right. And, like, the way that he's written, he's annoying. It's just, like, if you think about how it actually would go. He's doing just... Obviously, he's Very just nice. Being nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no, he's got a little bit of a crush on you, but it's not major because he doesn't really know you yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, it is annoying to have somebody interested in you that you're not interested in. Fair. Fair. It just happens that she has three of them. <laughs> and she hates them all. She hates it. Can we move forward to talking about how Bella's mom emails her these bizarre emails? <laughs> She's such a child. Yeah, she's like, write me as soon as you get in and tell me everything. Then she's like, why haven't you emailed? Like, what's happening? And then she's like, if I don't hear from you by 5.30, I'm calling Charlie. And it's like, why wouldn't you just just call Bella? (laughs) Like, even if she doesn't have a cell phone, okay, This is pre-cell phones, for sure. Call the house phone. Right. They definitely have a house phone. There's a house phone. Just call the house and then be like, hey, Bella land okay? It has been several days. And she, like, flew cross-country. By the way, I've never thought about how she had no stuff. Has never occurred oh, to me she had, before. like, one bag. She has one suitcase? 
Um, She's like, it's all warm weather clothes. I feel like she hasn't <laughs> talked to her mom at all. No. So, like, why did Renee send all these emails? Why didn't after, like, one day she call, like, hey, it's weird that you didn't call me to tell me you landed okay? To establish that Bella is the only mature one in her immediate surroundings. Bella's the adult in all of her relationships. Every relationship. <laughs> Even the one with Edward where he's <laughs> five times her age. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> also, I wrote, who writes like this? Yeah, totally. They signed their names and then put periods. Bella. <laughs> Bella, period. Mom, period. Doesn't make any sense. Do you oh. think that was added later, like, by the copy editor? Perhaps. You <laughs> never know. Even a sentence. <laughs> I it's not. The se- Bella <laughs> is not a sentence. It can be a sentence. We're not going to argue this. There's not a subject and there's not <laughs> a verb. A verb. Uh, so you're just wrong. <laughs> Uh, after that, Bella's dad comes home, and she and he's like, Bella, and she goes, who else? I thought to myself, I wrote, lol, because later, it'll be Edward. <laughs> um, I found it infuriating that she cooks everything, and then he just goes to watch TV, and she also does the dishes. Yeah, I wrote all caps, Charlie, and then I drew a giant exclamation point. Yeah, like, she the did all the grocery shopping, did all the work of cooking, and Charlie is like, hmm, this is great. Bella's mature. Yeah, you know, she just, like, got this way for a reason. She's a martyr. (laughs) That's what she is. We pity her. Boring stuff. Oh, and then, um, so then it snows. Hang Uh, on, hang on. I want to go back, just because I wrote a funny-to-me note. (laughs) At the top of 37, where Charlie's talking about Carlisle, I wrote, Tumblr thinks Charlie wants to fuck Carlisle, and I am here for it. (laughs) So yeah, then it snows. (laughs) Um, Bella, unsurprisingly, also mad about that. She hates it. I wrote, what a killjoy. I wrote, terminal lack of whimsy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she has. Lack of whimsy. It's further than that. It's just like a normal, you don't have to be whimsical to like the snow. She like the opposite of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She's like a sober, (laughs) mature, regular, waking woman. (laughs) Yeah, that's Belle. Um, I don't know, because like, she's not that deep. I guess we could argue about that. Fair enough. Well, that's and the whole thing about like Manic Pixie Dream Girls, that they're not they're de- very two-dimensional. Right. Like, she's a depressed two-dimensional <laughs> character. Right. Opposite. Like, she's the two-dimensional version of whatever opposite of, like, the really peppy, quirky, right. whimsy girl. I exist in your story to serve the plot. Right. But she's still kind of two-dimensional. Exactly. So she's not like the complete, the opposite of a manic pixie dream girl is a real woman. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like emo manic emo pixie, pixie, dream pixie dream girl. <laughs> oh, I remember Rational. what I wanted to say. It's that Bella is also like not as mature as we're giving her credit for. She's like, no, not she's at all. like fake mature. She's fake yeah. mature. She's long suffering. Yeah. But she right. like she does doesn't chores. have perspective. No, or that she has no perspective. Like, because experience. she's right, but like I think it's perfect that she's long suffering because obviously she's still a teenager. Yeah, and all teenagers are she's long only suffering. Yeah, that's true. But she's a long suffering teenager who really gets life. Truly, <laughs> every teenager is like I'm 16 and I've been suffering for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> she does like this. Is also the part where she makes that comment about how her mom says that she's like. 
40 oh, on yeah. the inside and only getting older. And she, like, weirdly likes it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Right after the snow comes a great line where all the, like, kids are eating lunch. And Jessica says to Bella, Edward Cullen is staring at you. <laughs> That's a great line. There's, like, such intrigue. Uh-huh. It's just great. And then after that, uh, Bella is trying to get them to not look at the Cullens. But, of course, Jessica keeps looking. And Bella says that she's contemplating violence if she resists. And I'm like... Bella, if you're trying to not call attention to yourself and you know Edward is looking at you, why would you out of nowhere just start wailing on Jessica? <laughs> that would make you seem way more nuts. Teenage logic. Also, on the topic of suffering, <laughs> Edward is the first one who understands that she's suffering. Oh, yeah. So, you put on a good show, he said slowly but I'd be willing to bet that you're suffering more than you let anyone see. Okay, so it's, this is page 49. Page 49. It's like, finally, someone understands. I wrote major teen Melissa moment. She would have gotten it. What did she get about it? <laughs> I also felt the same way that I've been suffering more than I let anyone see. Right. <laughs> it makes her, like, tragic. Right. What I wrote at that section is, she suffers on the surface, dude. no we talked about this like she sighs a lot but she doesn't like whine to people out loud it's true it just seems like page to page (laughs) i changed my mind (laughs) what is factually i know it's true like sometimes she just seems like the whiniest person ever and sometimes it's like you know she's like burying it deep and keeping her chin up right right before that she's talking about how phil plays baseball and Edward's like, have I heard from him? And she's like, probably not. He doesn't play well. Cool. <laughs> like, for all we know, like Phil has been really sweet to her. I know. Just like yeah, trying she to seems be a to have no problem with him. But it's like, yeah, he's he not good. <laughs> if you were a vampire, would you attend high school? Fuck no. Over and over again. They're like, we want to avoid suspicion. And I'm like, by putting yourselves on display. Just be homeschooled, quote unquote. Yeah. It makes no sense. No sense. Or find more vampires and start a community. Just hang out. A town. (laughs) So that you have more than just five people to know in your whole life. Just hang out with all the other vampires. Yeah. I feel like this is a dress. Doesn't that like draw attention? Oh yeah, too many of them in one place. Oh, they all have too to much. They, they have to kill too many people. Except they don't even kill Poor people. But they can go Nobody's gonna so miss the far lines. away. I'll miss the mountain lions. <laughs> One, no you won't. <laughs> Two, if the problem is like, oh, we don't want to eat all the deer in the neighborhood. Right. It's like you can run, run 200 miles away in like right. 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The logic breaks down as it does in the majority of books when you start <laughs> to interrogate them. I was thinking that if I was a vampire, I would not obviously attend high school over and over again, but I would maybe attend college over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like the kind of vampire with like five PhDs. I mean, I wouldn't, but... That really sticks to the differences between us because <laughs> I would attend college and like... Take one archaeology class, <laughs> which I did in college, and like you know, a little bit of everything. Out? No, I just would never actually get a degree because I'd be doing so many different things. Okay, but like you're immortal. 
you don't even sleep. Okay, that's true. In time, you would learn everything. Yeah, like you could just do like one subject at a time and it would be really chill. Do you think there's one vampire who just knows everything? Well, you can't know everything. Uh, but there's there probably a I'm sure there's a vampire with like eight PhDs out there. Basically, why the not? point of this is they're doing it wrong. Yeah, they're doing it really extremely wrong. <laughs> Why are you going back to high school in the, the forks? <laughs> the only thing they're doing right is playing the stock market. <laughs> it's not even like a particularly good high school as far no, as I know. No. It's just a regular it's, school. No, it's just a rainy school. That yeah. was their only criteria. Oh, right, right. Can't be too sunny. Also, when uh, Edward says that he's a good reader and Bella's like, you must uh, yeah. be a good reader this then. This makes no sense. This literally logically does not make I know. I was like, this would make him sense. a horrible reader. Like, I okay, find let's read difficult it. to read. Okay, okay, go ahead. Bella says, my face is so easy to read. My mother always calls me her open book. I frowned. On the contrary, I find you very difficult to read. Despite everything that I'd said and he'd guessed, he sounded like he meant it. You must be a good reader then, I replied. Usually... He smiled widely, flashing a set of perfect, ultra-white teeth. If, if he she's easy to read and he can't right read her, now. he's a horrible reader. He's terrible at it. And it's not good flirting. No. <laughs> it's bad. On the next page, page 51, I would like to point out the sentence, I couldn't concentrate on Mike's chatter as we walked to gym, and P.E. didn't do much to hold my attention either. I would like to say both. that the construction of this sentence means that the name of the building is just gym <laughs> and the name of the class is PE. Where was her editor? I never use that interchangeably. Yeah. We only said gym. And the people who say PE. I'm going to go to gym. I'm going to go to gym class. That's what I was saying. Gym class, yeah. I'm going to go to the gym. The gym. First. Lowercase. Uh, let's move on to chapter three. Phenomenon. What does that mean? What are talking it about? doesn't matter. <laughs> it truly Mike's doesn't matter. puppy dog behavior. Still yep. a dog. There we go. The oh, disrespect. I also underlined brick driveway, which I had never noticed before, but Bella has a brick driveway. Who has that? I also Some underlined that, and I said, okay, fancy. <laughs> Uh, and before that, I underlined that she drinks juice from the carton. I'm like, you sicko. <laughs> you don't live alone. Don't drink juice from the carton. Use a cup. I thought you were mature. Yeah. You're not. You're gross. And then, okay, okay. So now we're at the point where the van is about to squish Bella. Yes. This is excellent suspense. This scene is well written. Page 56. Edward's looking at her. They all have the same frozen mask of shock. Mm. Like, you feel the car coming. So much has happened at once. Sure. Happening at once, but it's all, like, crystal clear. Mm -hmm. It's a great scene. Mm -hmm. She really crushed the writing on this. So much and tension. Yeah, yeah, we, like, owe her her props for that. Um, I also think that part of why this is so appealing, I mean, obviously, it's, like, the rescue that has its own appeal. I was also thinking, though, that it's, like, totally, un it's, like, unasked for concern. Like, she hasn't done anything in particular, but this person is, like, particularly concerned about her. That's true. That's... He has to save her life. Right. Like, he has to do it. He's just drawn to her somehow. Inexplicably. 
and I think it's that's... against his own like interests. Right. Because she's like, he didn't even want to, but he needed to. You know what this is reminding me of? I've never put this together. So in Pride and Prejudice, it has the same dynamic where he like Mr. Darcy proposes like against his better judgment. And Lizzie He's like, has, you suck so hard, but I love you. Lizzie has the correct response, which is, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you liked me even though you know you shouldn't? Like, that's so shitty. Go away. <laughs> and Bella's like, wow. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. The yeah. three of you that are treating me nicely and asking me out, get out of my way. <laughs> Edward, tell me more. Yeah, like that's their whole dynamic here. I want to make a note on the next page. Bella says, but the traitor told them I'd hit my head and probably had a concussion. Bella calling Edward a traitor in that moment is good voice. It's like really like not awesome (laughs) of Bella to treat Edward that way. Olivia's rolling her eyes. It's good voice. Like the worst choice of traitor. I mean, if we're making an argument that Twilight could be read as a text that is good or a text that is bad, <laughs> right. we must acknowledge the good. Right. I am getting wrapped up in how dumb Bella is being. <laughs> I will argue this part in the book, she's the most annoying that she is. Why? It's, like, it's just like in this in-between of like, oh, man, I'm so mad at Edward because he's so perfect. And also still being a dramatic teenager and, you know, it's like, once they like each other, then it's just like, oh, right, yeah, you're in love. Right. You don't think that the most annoying part is <laughs> at the end when she's like, make me a vampire. Make me a vampire. No, I would have asked the same thing. <laughs> oh, I think that's so annoying. I'm like, you want him to kill you at prom? Yep. Yes. <laughs> it's better than losing your virginity. <laughs> really? You mean turn to a vampire? Yes. We'll no. get it. We'll get there. We're yeah, not there disagree. Yet. Disagree, but it's fine. <laughs> and then they're at the hospital, and for some reason, like nobody is at school. They're just all they in the all just room, leave, including Charlie. It's, it's like small town. Who, why isn't Charlie back there with her? Okay, but I just want to bring up the fact that she. There's this line that says, "To make matters worse, Chief Swan arrived before they could get me safely away." <laughs> Yeah. I was like, girlfriend, you like, suck. Like, that's also good voice of her sucking. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, just, like, legitimately worried about her. Yeah, like, she's rejecting everybody's attention and only focusing on the one person who won't pay attention to her but desperately wants his attention. And, like, the only thing she knows about him is he's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. They've, like, barely talked so far. Yeah, in fact, he was really outwardly, visibly mean to her. <laughs> well, he's like, okay, but at this point, he's already, like, expressed, like, interest. Yeah. Like, I, he already said, like, oh, I can tell that you suffer more than you let people see, you know? Which, so he, like, claims to know her on a deeper level, even though he doesn't know her at all. This is really where we start to see some good banter. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Where they start to have some level of chemistry mm-hmm. is when they're angry at each other in the aftermath of this incident. Right. That's where, like, it actually really starts. Like, page 61, Bella's like, how come you aren't strapped to a gurney like the rest of us? And he's like, it's all about who you know, but don't worry, I came to spring you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
some banter is happening. Uh, Edward is like, someone has to spread the good news that we survived, saying, like, you know, he gets to go back to school and she has to go home. Oh, at that line, I wrote, what a colossal tool. <laughs> <laughs> he is a tool. They deserve each other. Yeah, it's true. When I'm in a phase where I'm like, they both suck, I'm like, they should fall in love. Right. And spare the rest of us. It's true. Oh, speaking of which, she also in this section first mentions her favorite book, Wuthering Heights. Wuthering fucking Heights! Which I like to believe Stephanie did not understand what she was doing. Like, Wuthering Heights is a... So the first time I read Wuthering Heights, I was like, Wow, I don't care about these characters. Like, wow, I really hate them. Wow, they're horrible. And I just kept reading and kept reading. And, <laughs> like, inexplicably had to keep reading it, even though I hated all of them. And then I, like, had to reread it, because I was like, am I missing something? It doesn't make any sense. But the point of Wuthering Heights is that they're horrible. Like, they're horrible people. They're horrible to each other. And they deserve each other. And, like, they shouldn't. Be wow. together, but they end up together because they just deserve each other. Wow! Did I just describe Twilight? <laughs> and it like, depends on what day you get. Me. I know it's true, <laughs> but like Stephanie didn't mean to write a book about two people so, who are like so horrible and toxic that they deserve each other. But I kind of think that's what she did. She really thought that she was like, this is going to show that Bella's like deep and better and different than ever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> But, like, really, it's just, like, a perfectly allegorical, like, just wonderfully matched favorite book of Bella's. And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> there are some sections, though, where Bella, like, is legitimately more perceptive than the average person. Mm -hmm. And, like, Edward keeps saying, like, you're so perceptive. But it's true. Like, when Dr. Cullen is talking to her in the hospital, she says, my intuition flickered. The doctor was in on it. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody else is saying, like, hey, does anyone have a feeling that maybe they're in cahoots of some <laughs> sort? Okay, the very next page. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to say there's also the part where um, Charlie tells her that she's like, um, you'll need to call Renee. And she's like, I was appalled. You told mom? <laughs> like, duh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> she's your mother. Yeah. You're in the hospital. You got hit by a van. Yeah. Imagine if she didn't tell her. <laughs> I know. Where's her intuition there? <laughs> well, that, I feel like, was just, like, you don't even want that to be true. You know? She's not actually using her intuition or not. Okay. She's just being willfully ignorant. <laughs> and then, a very decent button to end a chapter on. That was the first night I dreamed of Edward Oh, Cullen. so good. So, so many good. more to come. So good. So Every single Every night single for the rest night. of her life, she dreams of Edward, <laughs> except for when she dreams of her demon baby. I, I don't know if this is a good line or a bad line. Let's vote. I wasn't interesting, and he was. Interesting, dot, 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 and brilliant, dot, 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 and mysterious, dot, 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 and perfect, dot, 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 <laughs> and beautiful, dot, 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 and possibly able to lift full-sized bands with one hand. Boy. Okay, that's page 79, and I think it's a good line, because I underlined it, and I wrote, good. <laughs> and the reason why is because it really gets you in Bella's perspective. Yes. And, like, her head. She's, like, you know, that self-conscious, like, no, that person couldn't be into me. Right. Like, a, 
She's just been mildly rejected because she invited Edward to like go to First Beach or whatever, and he said no. And then he's like, she's like, oh yeah, of course, like he wouldn't want to hang out to me because he's interesting and I'm not. I'm not any of these things Mm -hmm. that he is. I think it's a good line. Mm -hmm. I wrote too many ellipses. I mean, when I started reading them out loud. <laughs> right. I commented on what I think is the true beginning of the romantic connection. Because before that, they have, like, some kind of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, she at least is, like, attracted to him. And he is, he's just weird <laughs> to her. Uh, but the moment I think it turns romantic is page 75 when Bella's like, you know, I know that you regret just not letting that van kill me. Mm. And then he says... When he finally spoke, he almost sounded mad. You think I regret saving your life? That, to me, signifies some kind of turn. The, like, anger? Like, how could you think that I don't care for you mm. that much? There's some romance. Mm-hmm. I actually, beginning. I really noted in this section, this kind of skips ahead, I think, when it, like, really starts happening. But I realized how... Um, like dramatic the mood shifts are and how I think that that's part of what makes it seem so like ridiculous but it's also what drew me in Edward's mood just changes like so quickly and like totally on a dime and I think it's like really intriguing I would like to point out it's a sign of someone being maybe abusive to you so yes don't fall for that in real life no Fair point. Like, this is where it all starts. And, well, honestly, Bella kind of does the same thing. Like, she, a couple of times here, I noticed, called, says that she's depressed. Edward not being around, I'm so depressed. And she just, like, uses it totally as a throwaway. And Edward's mood changes. So, like, on page 90, like, she gets really, like, snappy at him. And then we stared at each other unsmiling. He glanced over my shoulder, and then, unexpectedly, he snickered. And then he, like, laughs about Mike. And then, later on, his mood shifted suddenly. His eyes turned brooding. I had to look away from the intensity of his stare. Like, it's all very, like, back and forth and up and down. And I can just imagine teen me, like, sitting here, acting out their, like, conversations side to side in real time. It does make you pay more attention to it. And I think that... I, I feel like I'm always finding evidence for it being good. Um, <laughs> but I think that that is more evidence of it being good because a reminder to our listeners, we work in publishing and two of us are literally editors of young adult books. And I'm always telling authors, like, you know, you need to vary the emotional highs and lows more. Like, it's feeling one note. Like, when your main character is feeling good, like, really lift us up. Like, make us feel good. Get us in that moment. When your character is feeling bad, like, really sit in that, like, feel that emotion for your reader and stephanie meyer does a great job of getting us in between those spaces very quickly yeah but it's like too fast like within one conversation they will both vacillate like 15 times and bella is always like fall they're always like following each other's moods which makes it all really melodramatic and like melissa said in real life like you can't live your life like that like not on un- not knowing what mood someone is going to be in two seconds from now is like in real life a horrible place to be in. Toxic. I agree in real life, but for the purposes of on getting a reader hooked, right? It's really working. It's really compelling. Every little thing 
elicits an emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, when Bella's talking to other characters, their dialogue is not interesting and doesn't matter. No. But when Bella's talking to Edward, every line every little thing. does something to your emotion. Mm-hmm. Can we talk briefly, just because I saw it when you were talking, about how when Tyler asked Bella out, he's in his car behind hers, but he gets out, walks to the passenger side. side. <laughs> I, I was trying to imagine this. I was like, is this a mistake? Like, why would he do that? <laughs> and then Bella has to lean over lean, and, like, crank down this specifically window. leans over. I don't know why. And she doesn't bother to even say, like, obviously I can't go out with Tyler. He's an idiot. <laughs> going to my passenger side. Uh, um, also contributing to the high melodrama in this section is, like I mentioned, Edward starts to say that it's not good for them to hang out together. Like, what a line. I decided as long as I was going to hell, I might as well do it thoroughly. What a line! Reading this over again, this section makes me very angry. Because I'm like, you have someone telling you, point blank, multiple times, you shouldn't hang out with me. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to him! Yeah, so, okay, later, she, this is, I'm skipping ahead to page 93. They're having this conversation, and she goes... You're dangerous, I guessed, my pulse quickening as I intuitively realized the truth of my own words. I wrote in the margin, he literally said this with his literal words. (laughs) Like, he has spent, like, this whole part has been him being like, we shouldn't be friends, it's not good for you. And she's like, I figured it out. Also, you could rewrite this as, you're dangerous, I guess, excitedly, delightedly, with joy in my heart. <laughs> She's like, hell yeah. <laughs> it's so fun to see the things that we all underline. I know. Yeah, it's like the same. I mean, that is really interesting. Like, that's why everybody got swept up in it together because we all remembered her saying, stupid, shiny Volvo owner, because it was yeah. funny and everybody remembered the same things about it. And then, like, you saw it on, like, GIFs right. over and over again. But <laughs> not even GIFs, those icons. little, like, yeah, those icons people would yes. make and it would, like, shimmer. Exactly. I made so many of those. You made those? I made those. <laughs> I had them on Iconator. For what website? Iconator. Just for to people put to find where? there and then yeah. use. Yeah, to use, like, as your, like in your MSN Messenger or oh as, like, your God. avatar. I have I have a whole photo book. I always, I always wondered like who the people were that made them. I never knew how to make Melissa. them. It was Melissa. <laughs> Didn't you make your dad take you to a Volvo? Like <laughs> we went to. I made him take me to an auto show so that we could see the Volvo cars because they had whatever oh the model god. was of Edward's car there, which was I can't remember. So oh my god! Yes, it was. I what? sat in it and everything. The silver Volvo. I was like, this is the car that they sit in when they like. Drive really fast. Oh my god. It was a real moment. We Did you then the... sit in the passenger seat just to experience? Yeah, to experience. Yes. yes. Of 100%. Of course. That was the first thing I did. That's wild. <laughs> I want the listeners to know that I'm crying. <laughs> Tears have escaped from my eyes. So anyway, I also definitely have at least 10 different icons that are all like different shots of Volvos with stupid shiny yeah. Volvo owner on them. <laughs> There's so much cars in here. So I so why Stephanie Meyer? I looked into this. Stephanie Meyer's really into cars. She must be. There's so much stuff about cars. I very briefly tried to get really into cars, but do you want like Stephanie Meyer? Nope. 
I like got some books at the library. <laughs> yeah, that's how people get into cars by reading books about them. Which is such like a Bella way to learn information. Like I went to my local library and checked out all the car the books on cars. She would have gone to her local library, except their selection was so bad it or wasn't even. She was worse. gonna have to go somewhere else to go to the library. And then they have their like back and forth talking about like what he might be because yes. he's invited her to eat lunch with just him. Yeah. And it is so exciting. <laughs> when you are 16 and suddenly... She's 17? When you are 16 <laughs> reading about a 17-year-old because <laughs> readers read up. Or when you're 25 like me. <laughs> you're just like, holy hell. He beckons her over with one finger. How sexy and kind of, of sinister. Of course he's not 17. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, let's move on. To, on. to the blood testing. Okay. Yes. By it made far. me sick just like reading it. Like, this it's, is my favorite part of the whole book. I, really? like, the way that the teacher introduces this activity is that he walks around, passes some stuff out, then is like, what we have here are some lancets, and then he picks up Mike's hand, and he fucking sticks his finger, and then it's like, by the way, we're doing this because there's a blood drive. I thought it would be fun. Like, what kind of psychopath English science teacher in high school? can't actually do that. No, definitely not. You would start with like, hey guys, there's a blood drive, so we're going to find out what our blood types are. And if you don't want to participate, please leave now. I think this is something my mom would have called to complain about. Uh, anyways, it's definitely more dramatic the way that she does it. So props, so dramatic. props for she most dramatic a version. With it. <laughs> Although I want to point out a bad thing she did, which is page ninety-seven. The I know what you're gonna I say. I know exactly what you're gonna say. Was it? He was walking before I finished talking. Oh no! Oh no! That's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> what was yours? I was gonna be about uh, her weight. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. You read it. Oh, my, my thing is about the unpleasant internal rhyme with walking and talking. <laughs> that didn't even occur to me. No, I, I was too distracted by the sentence before okay. it, which is... Which is, Edward has scooped me up in his arms as easily as if I weighed 10 pounds instead of 110. Which is like... I'm just like, bitch! Fine, you're going for the, like, literary, like, cute, wet, like... Just don't. Just don't do it. I was like, God, if I could hate Belle more, now I do. She's only 110 pounds. I know. She's also very short. Well, I'm short. I'm and not I was 110 like, pounds. I was like, you know what? You could just you could just cut it. You don't have to put it. Just as if I weighed 10 pounds. Obviously, none of us weigh 10 pounds. Done. <laughs> Done. Comparison made. This is why you guys are editors. I want the readers to know. That I weigh, I think, like 145 pounds. <laughs> yep. So that's like... A, a big difference yeah. between And guess and what? I've barely gained weight since I was, like, 15. <laughs> but I'm glad that Melissa said that about needing an editor because I believe this is my number one takeaway from this section <laughs> is that Stephanie Meyer is not an inherently bad writer. She had a bad editor Ooh. who didn't take out any Listening. of bad stuff. <laughs> It's like they published a first draft. <laughs> like, where was the line? 
looking at it. Why didn't anyone query the phrase 10 pounds instead of 110? Yeah, like, maybe just take that out. I'm just saying, what if this was extensively edited? It probably is. <laughs> then <laughs> what was it originally? More I would kill, first of all, I would murder to see the first draft of this book. Second of all, probably I, even more religious. I agree, <laughs> because I also noticed that she uses way too many speech tags, which is like right. the third thing that you learn in creative writing. <laughs> Which is that, like, it seems like you're making it more interesting, but actually it's, like, kind of insufferable in practice. Mike groaned. Mike protested. Mike explained. Mike called. I moaned. I was going to try to find an example page, page, and Maya just picks the page that she happened to be on. (laughs) Oh, you know, I was also thinking about that in terms of, um, so before I was talking about how boring parts of this are, and I was thinking how it would be a lot less boring if it wasn't all so, like, religiously linear. Like, if you just, if she just, like, skipped to the next interesting day of school and was like, yeah, I, like, passed so much time, like, cooking, and, you know, my mom sent me all these ridiculous emails, and I did that, and it had just been so insufferable that Edward wasn't in school, even though I couldn't admit it to myself. Done. I also thought that, like, what if the editor had edited this and been like, hey, so nothing is happening on these seven manuscript pages, but we can sum it up with, you Two know, it passed without anything to really say about it, and then Edward was back. Right. But I would have asked for more boring days as a teenager. I mean, I would ask for just more of her talking to Edward about nothing. Right. I That's read and reread all of these yes. scenes where nothing happens between yeah. them because it's emotionally charged. But yeah, like the emotional roller coaster is plenty. That's why, like, if any of our listeners want to become published one day and you're choosing, like, hey, I'm not good enough of a writer to have both good characters and a good plot, just pick good characters. Because if we're emotionally invested, it sounds like I'm doing a conference. (laughs) Real authors this all the time. Like, if we're emotionally invested, the plot doesn't matter. Okay, so add a plot. I care a lot about plot, but it's way easier to add plot. This has no plot. No. It has absolutely no plot. Like, the plot so far, she almost... could have added one. She almost gets hit by a car, and then they do blood typing, and it's dramatic. You know what else I thought about for the first time? So I always just was like, oh, they're doing blood typing. Like, he doesn't want to, like, be around blood. And it took me until this reread to think about the fact that he doesn't stay because he has no blood. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I mean, even even if, like, he could get through being around this much blood, like, you know, he's got self-control. He could probably handle it. He definitely could be around Bella's. Right, 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 right. right. That's what you think about. Even if he did have blood, his skin is, like, too... Just poke himself. I don't know, Mr. Banner. I'm strong. (laughs) The romantic elements intensify. Yes. Edward says to her, let's you and I not push poor Mike any further this week. We don't want to You and I. Um, (laughs) The romance. I know. Let's you and I not push poor Mike any further. And then Bella herself is like, Mike, Schmike, I muttered, preoccupied by the way he'd said you and I. I was like, me too, Bella. Yeah, <laughs> me three. Uh, another piece of evidence that she just needed an editor. Edward takes her home, 
So, okay, so they're in biology class. They're, like, five minutes into it. Then, you know, maybe she gets to the nurse 10 minutes after that. Let's say the period is only 40 minutes. They are for sure leaving the nurse's station before biology is even over. They get to her house in a matter of, like, five minutes. And then they talk for, like, five minutes. And then he's like, uh, yeah, Jasper and Rosalie are going to, like, be mad if, I don't go pick them up. It's like, <laughs> they're in the middle of the last school period, and it takes you two seconds to drive to school. The timeline doesn't add up. <laughs> the point. She needed an editor. Yep, you're right. And you're that's right. the end of this section. Okay, um, something we haven't talked about is how he is already, Edward is already beginning to, like, gaslight her and be very controlling already, and they barely know yeah. each other. I mean, he was doing that... 30 pages ago. Yeah. What well, I feel like now he's doing it with gusto. <laughs> Does it start like at the I guess it starts <laughs> after he saves her. That's where he's made his first mistake. And so he needs her cooperation mm. covering it up. Mm. And so he's like, "Well, I simply must gaslight her. I can't perhaps even lie to her and say like, "Hey, I know you're not going to believe this, but pick something that's not supernatural. <laughs> um, I can't even imagine what it would be, but okay, let's say he does pick something supernatural. Be like, you were right. It's the Superman thing. It's that. Don't believe me? Look, I'll run really fast. So right. don't believe me? I'll pick up a tree and throw it. Right. You can say all that without mentioning that you drink blood. Yeah. Good point. Can we move on to best sentence, worst sentence? Because... My worst sentence choice is on the next page. Mm-hmm. So my worst sentence is, I was in danger of being distracted by his livid, glorious face. <laughs> it was like trying to stare down a destroying angel. I wrote, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but destroying, a- okay, like, oh, it's dumb. Wow. But destroying angel is, like, such a dramatic Christian way to put the whole thing. It's an evocative image. Yeah. But, but I hate it. But stupid. It's <laughs> yeah. stupid. So that's my worst sentence. <laughs> Melissa, what's yours? Um, mine is on page 104 slash 105, where she recognizes what he's listening to in the car, and she's like, Claire de Lune, I was surprised. <laughs> and he's like, Gouda de Pussy? Is that how you say that? I have no idea. <laughs> you have me convinced. And, I'm, and I just wrote eye roll. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are full of yourselves. Teenagers. Um, we kind of already talked about the point of my worst sentence, but I'm going to put you through it anyways. <laughs> Page 33. When I got home, I unloaded all the groceries, stuffing them in wherever I could find an open space. I hoped Charlie wouldn't mind. I wrapped potatoes in foil and stuck them in the oven to bake, covered a steak in marinade, and balanced it on top of a carton of eggs in the fridge. When I was finished with that, I took my book bag upstairs. Before starting my homework, I changed into a pair of dry sweats, pulled my damp hair up into a ponytail, and checked my email for the first time. Like, <laughs> murder me. Why did she write all those words? And why did nobody erase any of them? We could step-by-step step recreate every single action. <laughs> she just needed a thorough line edit, that's all. Luckily, of course, she's so much smarter than everyone else, and so her homework's not going to take her very long. Thank God. So she has time to do things. (laughs) Um, And I already spoiled my own best line, so I'll just go first. 
It's, I decided as long as I was going to hell, I might as well do it thoroughly. Oh, yeah. Provocative. Oh, I also put that on an icon. <laughs> <laughs> My best sentence comes after Bella's all salty because Edward won't tell her anything, and then she sleeps on it for a night. She says, so she's like, ugh. He saved my life, but I'm mad. And then she goes, and overnight, the heat of my anger faded into odd gratitude. Wow. I was like, this is some really nice phrasing. The heat of my anger, odd gratitude. Like, that is a very simple, functional, well-written sentence. That's good. Great job, Stephanie. That's good. She wrote a sentence. Um, I don't know if mine is as good as that. I just circled where she wrote girl. Wait, in what context, <laughs> Melissa? <laughs> On page 81, uh, when, who's, who's asking her about the dance? Uh, oh one of God. the three boys, will he who back, Will he be back, he back in time for the dance? And she just says, in her mind, grrr. <laughs> that's is that your best? best? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't study for this. <laughs> God, you better prep better, Melissa. <laughs> Wow, that take it. brought a tear to mine eye. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Thank um, you guys so much for joining us for the second episode of Twilight Phase. Next week, for those reading along, we will be reading chapters 6 through 9. Good to know. Thanks for listening. Please tell your friends and subscribe so that you'll be the first to know about our next episodes. You can follow us at Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram. And we are twilightphasepodcast.tumblr.com. Also, feel free to email us at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. Pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds that's right. it. Thanks for listening. See you next episode. Disclaimer. We own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Marlette, cover image by Laura Shermer, our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Moore.